Hey, everybody. Welcome back into another episode of the Blue Jay Beat podcast. This is Matt DeMarinas from whiteandbluereview.com. Um, it's January 22nd, which means it's time to talk about volleyball <laughs> in the year 2020 and beyond. Um, joining me to do that is none other than Creighton head coach Kirsten Bernthal Booth. Um, Kirsten, welcome to your season opener. Congratulations for finally getting here. How does it feel to be talking about volleyball in late January? Different, um, exciting. You know, I, I think there's just a flood of different emotions from, I, I kind of sound like a broken record, but I really truly believe, I think my biggest emotion is gratitude because I am in the office every day watching so many people who have done so many things that people don't understand to allow this to happen from our athletic trainers. You know, they do their normal stuff, which is a big job, but they're one of the lead people with COVID. Um, Brandon McCarville is someone within our facilities and, and the people that work with him, you know, he's just done an amazing job to people up the ladder outside of athletics, uh, Trisha Sherrard. I mean, all these people that have almost gone, taken on two full-time jobs to make this happen. So uh, you know, we're thankful to get to play. And, and I, you know, Mac has talked about this, that you just wait for your next test. Well, that mm -hmm. was today for us. Like we tested yesterday and, you know, we found out this morning that we got through everybody and it is kind of that feeling of like, oh my gosh, we made it, we made it. And so, you know, each game is, is exciting and, and we're excited to get on the court. That's one thing that's, I mean, true to your word, it's not just coach speak. You do try to um, make sure your players are cognizant of the big picture and develop them beyond just what happens inside the volleyball, inside the lines, basically. Have you tried to, as, as you've done that with yourself, have you tried to convey that to the players too? Like, look, we have, we have scouting report responsibilities here. We're going to worry about this. Like we're going to, there's going to be stress in terms of like what we're trying to do athletically, but don't lose sight of the fact that this isn't guaranteed for us. We're kind of getting a chance to do something that's, you know, it's not a privilege because they work for it, but like, it's, it's not guaranteed that tomorrow is going to be what today is basically. Absolutely. And it is a privilege. I mean, we are getting the opportunity to play. I mean, Georgetown in our league is not getting to play. Right. So um, actually, you know, we, you coach for long enough, you do different things each year, you know, but this year our, our, from a coaching standpoint, it's about gratitude. So we have we start the day with gratitude. Someone's in charge of bringing gratitude every day into our gym. And then other people can chime in with other things. And so uh, we did it yesterday and then I opened it up and I said, what else are we grateful for? And everyone was like, we get to play, you know? So, um, you know, I, it, it does feel different, Matt. I'm nervous like I normally am, but um I just, I, I think it is about thinking of the bigger picture. There's so many bigger things going on right mm -hmm. now. We, we are losing so many people every day because of this virus and we can't lose sight of that. Now, some might say, well, we shouldn't play because of that. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't actually agree with that. I think, I think we're doing it really safely. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always the chance that it could spread, but it could spread with them at home. Um, and I do think it's really good for them. And it's hard because when they're not practicing, they're not bonding the way that they normally do. And, and that's what we've tried to reinforce. We know it's hard. We understand that this is not normal. But I do think um, being in the gym is really uplifting. And I, I have to tell you my, and I, it act, I haven't been faking it, but my demeanor in the gym, and you know, I'm pretty positive in general, but I have been 
overly positive. Like I just walk in and I'm so excited to see them. And, you know, the volleyball, obviously it's important. And as a competitor, we're going to want to be the best that we can be, but really right now for me, and maybe my administration wouldn't want to hear this. It's, it's about connecting with them and our staff and just, and just being together and, and feeling fortunate that we're having that opportunity. And, you know, hopefully we'll continue to improve all spring, but it is bigger right now. And, and we are fortunate and we are grateful. And, um, you know, I just, we can't lose sight of that. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that was really tough about just trying to find a way to forge forward in the middle of this pandemic as it's getting worse and worse. Right. So you have to make sure you're doing everything safely because it can affect the health of the people involved. And I, and I just, it was tough because like, all right, should they play? Should they not? And I think the, the best place to be is just to, if the players want to do it, they should be allowed to do it. I guess if they can be safe doing it, you know, cause it's like, you don't want them to, like you said, there is risk involved, even if you cut the cord and say no sports. So it's not like the virus goes away if they don't play or don't right. practice. But then there's the stress of saying, well, this is what these, this is a big part of their lives. What, 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 how do they fill that void if they don't have that? And they still have to manage through a pandemic. Like what's the mental health toll. So that's, you know, I think that it boils down to basically if the players want to play, if the schools are going to keep them safe. Um, and if they, if they're, if them and their families trust the protocols, then it's really not for any of us outside to say they shouldn't, or they should it's, it's, it should be up to them, I guess. Um, yeah, and I think the safety, I, I, it, it is more than just them wanting to play. And you said this, it's about can they play safely? Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a kid that's injured, she might say, I want to play and we have to be the big preschool to say no, you, you have a concussion or you know, your leg is fractured, you cannot play. So there are times that we have to step in and say, no, this is, but I, you know, we're not seeing a lot of, you know, even within my daughter's high school teams that they don't mm. have near the protocols that we do. That's right. not where the spread's happening. I'm not saying it can't spread that way. Right. Um, there's definite risk, but uh, I really do feel like we are doing it as safely as it can be done. Um, but there's, you know, there's no question there's risk. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uncontrollable. You just got to hope that it doesn't happen to you. Mm -hmm. Um Let's run down this roster real quick because you guys are having a – it's match day, right? You're playing a match today. Same day. Let's go. First time in what, 13, 14 months? Is it that been that long? I haven't counted. It has um, been. Great. <laughs> every day feels like the same to me the last whatever it's been. <laughs> um, let's start with your, your senior class here because you do bring back a lot of players who have played in some big-time matches, and I know how, you know, historically you lean on that group just for that steadying force in the locker room, on the court. Um, you know, in the dorm rooms when they're outside of the practice facilities. Um, and I just want to start with Grace Nelson, because I feel like her energy, um, you know, when you watch her practice, like even before you guys, when you're warming up, like she is the loudest singer. <laughs> I mean, she just like is so bubbly in terms of how she juices up the gym. Yeah. Um, what, what are you seeing out of her so far as she takes the reins as a senior leader now? Well, Grace is one of our three captains. So Grace, Naomi, and Jayla Zimmerman are our captains. And um, she is all that. You know, she's just one of the most upbeat young women. And she just brings joy to the gym. Um, she, she just, you know, when we went around and talked about how to make ourselves the best, we, we, we do an exercise where everyone talks about uh, who makes them calm on the court? If I'm struggling, who can, who can bring me up or what, it, what should happen? What should the coaches do? 
a lot of people said grace helps me like grace is someone that can you know grab my hand and say you got the next one and i think that's a really powerful statement so grace is doing a good job grace and see these are challenges of a spring season grace and erica are student teaching this spring and that's not you know they were supposed to play in the fall and students teach in the spring so that is a huge challenge. So they've missed about half our practices to give you an idea. Um, And you know what? It's COVID. Let's go. I mean, my thing to them has been like, do not spend a moment feeling guilty. Mm -hmm. You do your thing. We'll get you the reps that we need to get and we're going to move forward. So, um, you know, they've handled it like chance, but those are just some of the challenges that not just our program, but every program is kind of dealing with. I bet Grace doesn't come to the gym with any less enthusiasm despite her schedule too, knowing her. No, she's great. And can you imagine her as a teacher? I mean, all those kids just adore her. Right. Uh, Naomi Hickman next, uh, you know, kind of been, you know, she flies under the radar a little bit over her career because she's played that position where there's been a lot of experience and, and star power kind of at her spots. And then, but, but at times, like when you look back to some of the big matches you guys have won, She's been great in those matches. Always like, part of it. Yep. Yeah. So it seems like she's got some kind of like just ability to, to, to shine when the light gets a little bit brighter. Um, what have you seen so far out of her so far this off season? You know, again, Naomi has really stepped into a leadership role and, and, you know, Nay, she's, she is a leader by example. Um, so she's a little bit on the quiet side, but I think the really exciting thing is her voice is getting louder and, and not necessarily by decibel level. Um, but she is speaking up and you know, when people talk about Naomi on our team, they always say she is someone that will listen and she'll give candid feedback. Like she's not someone that's just going to be like, you're right. You're right. You're getting screwed. Like she wouldn't be that kid. She would be forthright in a loving way. So I just think she's such a great leader for us this year. Um, And I think this is a good time. You you need someone like that with what Mm -hmm. we're going through, someone empathetic. Um, playing wise, you're spot on. Nay's a stud and, and she continues to get better. I think, uh, you know, I'm really excited what we'll see out of her this spring and next fall. She's going to return for a fifth year. And we're really stoked about that. Um, you know, she's such a massive block. I just, you know, you you put her next to any of our other middles, if they're on the right side, I mean, it's just a massive, um, block, but I really like what she's doing offensively. Um, and we're still a work in progress with new setters, but um, mm-hmm. I think long-term we'll see a lot of progress as they start to connect. Gotcha. Uh, Erica Kostelak last year, tough, you know, she was having a really good season and you know, the, those knees just seem to always come back and bring her back down. Um, and I know that I remember earlier we were, uh, I think you were talking to uh, a bunch of us and talking about how when you're trying to find blessings in, in, in a midst of this nightmare, the fact that Erica didn't have to play in the fall after the summer that really was kind of hard to get in the gym and get reps and get rehab going, this might've been somewhat of a benefit to her because her recovery from the torn ACL was hampered this summer. So has the extra time where you guys have been had, had to wait here for this season to start here now in January, has that benefited her to the degree that you maybe thought it would given the time she needed to get ready? Yes. I mean, especially because I think she was really nervous to be ready by August. And so it, uh, that was uh, a blessing for sure. And, you know, we really don't talk about our knees too much. I mean, Erica's missing a ton of practice right now because of student teaching, which it is mm. what it is. So that may be a blessing for her. You're not going to see that now, but come April, 
you know, come yeah. April, that may be a big blessing that she's missing a lot because, you know, you get these kids that are older and have played so much and their bodies are starting to wear down. You see this in every sport. Rest is almost the best practice for them. And yep. so to a degree, that'll be good. I don't, you know, I don't know in the short term if you're going to see that, but I think long term, her sustainability probably will be better. Um, so, you know, Eric's, Erica also is still getting rhythm with the new setters. Um, but you know, the cannon is still there. I mean, the child can hit the ball hard. Uh, so that's a good thing. And, you know, she's doing a great job and she's again, like grace running, you know, burning at both ends of the candles, right. End of the candle right now. Yeah. You've mentioned the new setters a couple times now. Um, you know, you're coming off of like Lydia Dimke was biggest player of the year, caliber player, uh, Madeline Cole, um, was right up there too. So you've got some, um, interesting development to have there in terms of getting your offensive continuity with some new pieces, starting with, uh, let's see, Mahina Puaha, right? From Mahina Puaha uh, from Honolulu via Arizona to your gym. Um, yeah. What have you seen so far out of her just bringing obviously experience, but you know, coming into a new system, it's almost like some of that gets whittled away a little bit because they have to learn some new things. Oh, I love Hina. She's been such a great addition to our team. Um, very like, I wouldn't call her sarcastic, but kind of an under the radar will make funny comments. Um, anyway, I, she's been so awesome. Like the team has immediately loved her. So she's such a great young woman. And, um, you know, the Hina has been a great addition because she can set tempo well. Mm. Uh, she loves um, mixing things up. Um, from a, you know, who she goes to, um, she's had a lot of success. I mean, you look at her at Iowa Western, which is a division one junior college. So they play at a high level, not, not our level, but still a pretty high level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was an all American there at five, five, which I think is pretty impressive. And, um, so, you know, Hina just does a lot of good things. And I think she has a, a presence about her, um, that you might not see tonight. And, and I see that in the sense of, I think it'll be one of those things as you watch longer and longer, you'll see it because she's not going to be like, Wah! like, that's not her personality, mm -hmm. but she's got a competitive edge. She connects with her players well, emotionally, um, you know, and she's pretty fierce. So, you know, she's been a great addition uh, uh, to the program. That was a good soundbite there for volleyball season, starting that little screen right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> on your junior class here, uh, you mentioned Jayla Zimmerman, Jayla Zimmerman is one of your team captains, um, you know, at her breakout year last year. And, uh, I think just, you know, because of who she was playing behind before, but you might, I mean, like you go back to that freshman year when, when Sammy goes down right before that big East title match against Marquette, uh, and it's like, okay, well, Jayla, get in there and play back row for us today. Right. And, and then she just, you know, she's the reason, one of the main reasons you guys won that match. Um, and then obviously being a major cog to the offense last year at Key Cog, what have you seen so far out of what year three looks like for her, not only from a leadership standpoint, but from a playing yeah. standpoint? You know, Jayla is that, that glue kid that can, can do it all. She's a great passer, great defender, great offensive. She can, I mean, other than middle blocker, which I guess is, I mean, that's a third of it, but you know, she's really good on the outside. She's really good on the right side. She's so versatile. She's got a good serve. So, you know, she's just kind of the glue kid. And then I think maybe even I, I use the word glue because her, her 
her mind is, she's a very even tempered kid, you know? Mm -hmm. So she's emotional in the sense of she's positive, but uh, you know, if she's, if she makes a mistake, she's on to the next point. And those are the, you know, you know, in a, in a sport of airs, the great players are the ones that can move forward after a mistake. And, Mm -hmm. and she does that well. And so, um, yeah, so Jay's, you know, we're lucky to have Jayla on the team and she's a captain and, you know, uh, being a leader for us in addition to a, 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 you know, a key cog for the team. The Annika Welty, uh, you know, kind of has been, had to fight some injuries a little bit in the past uh, part of her career. And um, I just wonder, like, has, you know, as she gets a little bit um, more time in the strength and conditioning department, has she kind of developed uh, to your liking and what you see so far, maybe what she can contribute in her junior season? Yeah, I, I love what Annika's doing. And um, I, I remember sitting with her at the end of, well, about a year ago and and having a meeting and saying, Annika, you, you can be a all conference player for us. Like you have that in her. And, and I, she even said, no one's ever said that to me, you know? And I think that like making her mindset know how good she can be. Um, So yeah, she had a, a a really good fall camp. Um, But I think, you know, Annika is going to be fun to kind of watch through the spring and through the fall. Uh, onto your sophomore class, start with the Marquette killer, Keely Davis. Um, <laughs> just I, I hope she's a UNI and a Panther killer. Yeah, er- an everybody killer, right? <laughs> um, you know, great match last year against Minnesota in that uh, in that second round um, thriller. Um, and I, and you know, it, I, she's like gonna be that 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 headline star for the. When you think Creighton volleyball, the first name is gonna pop into your head is Keely Davis. Like, does there come? With her, does there come extra pressure with that type of attention? And how do you develop her to say, look, you know, because of the way stats are tracked and the way media responds to it, like that's the type of attention you get. How do you just suppress all that and just focus on volleyball? Well, it's interesting you say that because I don't actually have that feel for her. I feel like our success last year was our parody. And Mm -hmm. so Keely was a cog of five, five hitters, you know, who those five were sometimes varied, but five hitters that were coming at a team. And so, you know, you mentioned that Marquette match. She was, she was more than a cog that night, right? She right. had 30 plus kills, but in general, I, you know, I don't, I feel like I don't ever want to put that pressure on her. Um, and I feel like she's, she's part of a, you know, a group of, you know, again, I think parody will be a strength for us this year. So mm. she shouldn't feel that she has to, carry that additional load. She needs to do her job well, just as all the other hitters around her need to do their job well. So I hope she's not feeling that. Um, so don't tell her that if that's what you're going to say to her. Yeah. But she, you know, Keely's doing a, a great job again, you know, the system is different this year because we have different pieces. And mm-hmm. so um, those are all going to be things that are going to have to progress all spring long. And we're aware of that. Um, but you know, again, Keely's Keely's a baller. She can do so many different things with the ball as far as, you know, I, I just think she's creative with how she attacks. And I think that's a real strength for her. I feel like I'm already bucking. My one goal was to not talk as much. So I'm just going to start running through here. Uh, Kiana Schmidt next, as we get through this, as we start through the sophomore class after Keely. Kiana has also had a really great fall camp. And I think, you know, um, that kid is an incredible athlete. She's really fast. Um, You know, I'm excited to see her out there and, and what she can do. Uh, You know, 
philosophically, we train our middles on the right side also. So all of our middles can play right side. And, um, you know, we still aren't sure where she's best, if she's best on the right side or, or in the middle. But I love that because then we have versatility. And I don't know if you remember when Ballinger and Marissa Wilkinson played next to each other, we just popped them back and forth. Yep. And they yep. were so different that it really became a scouting challenge for opponent opposing teams. And so we like that philosophy of being able to do that. And Kiana fits into that really well. Nice. Um, as, as you go back to the, the setter conversation of trying to find out, you know, what works best with what lineup combinations, Ali Van Ekren is one of those kids um, who's, you know, maybe trying to find that next level a little bit what's what does she look like in, in year two for her yeah Allie's doing an awesome job too you know I think um I just think there's a transition point for any new setter and, and mm -hmm. I saw this with Cole and I saw this with Demke and again you know the advantage that Allie has compared to Hina and Katie is that she's been in our system for a year and a half so she has gotten to see it. She's gotten to feel it on the scout side last year, occasionally in games. Um, and, you know, again, such a great kid, uh, takes feedback from her teammates, from her coaches, wants to be great, um, pretty good size. So is a good blocker, um, you know, and so I think Allie, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to kind of, you know, I say this about all of them. And honestly, the, the, the different thing this year, Matt, compared to like last year and years before is everyone has a shot to be on the court, which could lead to some problems. I mean, let's be sure. transparent. That makes it harder. Sometimes it's easier when, when it's really clear cut to say, you know, these four probably are going to spend a year on the bench and just develop mm -hmm. this year. It's, you know, it is, it's going to be an interesting, I, you know, I don't know where our lineup will be by the end of tonight to the end of this weekend, to the end of the season, it'll be fun. But Allie is, you know, really progressing and, you know, is doing a great job. Hopefully it doesn't lead to too much sleepless nights for you when you try to figure out lineups, but. Oh, it does. Um, <laughs> I would imagine it would. Emily Bressman next, local kid. Bress it, uh, has been one of our most improved players. And I say that because of her passing, you mm. know, Last year, um, and I think she would say this, she would say, I was nervous. I was, I was on my heels a lot. I was a little jittery. And so sometimes it would lead to good passes, but sometimes it was a little erratic mm -hmm. and she has just really calmed herself and become a great passer. Um, so that's been awesome to see. And then, you know, again, she's got a cannon. She's hit a lot in the front row in practices. Um, that girl can hit the ball hard. So, you know, out of the back row uh, or the front row, um, there's some options there and, you know, I, you know, I'm excited for what, what Bruss is doing too. Yeah. That was one of the funny things about last year is whenever you guys were on the road and, uh, you guys would tee up a out of system ball for a back row kill and she would come up and bomb that thing. Like, Whoa, that's a cannon out of there. What are they doing playing her in the back row for? Well, uh, she is the all time kill leader at Omaha. That's, I school. mean, if people do their hallmark, they would, shouldn't be surprised. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, Kenny Krause next. Uh, Kenna, oh, sorry. No, you're Kenna good. also uh, had an, a really big time fall. I mean, I, and she, you know, again, she spent a lot of time with Angie because Angie works with the passers so much. And um, she was someone that used a lot of arms and her feet were a little bit erratic. Um, so that, that year of progression um, has helped her a lot. Her arms are much calmer, her feet are calmer, which she's a great athlete. So if she can stay calm and react, lots of good things can happen. So, you know, Ken is also one of those kids that, uh, you know, is, has emerged. So 
again, when I say I have a lot of question marks, that's, that's, she's another example of why. For sure. For sure. Uh, Ellie Bolton, uh, kind of, I guess that, that, that heir apparent to, uh, that libero job that Brittany Witt came in and put a stranglehold on from day one, basically, what are you seeing out of, out of her as she kind of jumps into a role that was a really like it, you talk about question marks, libero hasn't been a question mark for you guys in quite some time. Um, now it, now it is because of who you're replacing. What does Ellie look like so far? Yeah, Ellie will be fighting for time too. I mean, we have so much depth in the defensive specialist position. Really? So uh, that is a good thing. Um, Ellie is uh, Ellie is similar when you talk about Wit. One thing that Wit was great about was if Wit ever was struggling, you could never see it. She kind of like what I talked about with Jayla. Like she just has the head because if if you struggle as a libero emotionally it just doesn't work you have mm. to have someone that is just really mentally tough and ellie is that that kind of kid um the fall has been really good for her that transition from high school to college for all our freshmen that came in and played right away from i mean most recently that i can my short-term memories kate and then kate elman and then Brittany witt um there is a progression because the pace is so much faster. The serves come so much harder. And like those two, Ellie played at a very high level club, but it's just different. It's just different. And um, so getting used to that. And so normally in the fall, we don't break down any skill. And this fall, we were able to break down some skill with some of our freshmen, actually all of our freshmen. And, I, you know, so that's still been a work in progress, but I think, um, we're seeing a lot of progress from her and really excited about her future. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that is a part of, uh, sports that translates from one sport to the next that people kind of wonder about, like, how does pace of the game, how do volleyball players struggle with the pace of the game and the difference? Well, cause they're not, it's not contact. They're not going with against each other. They're not having to try to keep up with faster athletes. It's not about that. It's like the, you have to read the, read the other side of the floor better. You have to read your own side of the floor to see where the opens are for, for players to attack. And then the ball is coming a lot faster and harder than it ever has been it in your is, life. Yeah. So, if, you, if you're yeah. used to being up, like split stepping late, you're screwed. Like you have to be balanced on contact. That's been a big theme for all of our defenders uh, so far that we're, we're a little late with our split steps and we're not balanced. Gotcha. How's Kiara Reinhardt look so far? Kiara's also been awesome. Um, another really feisty in a good way, like competitive kid. And um you know, I just think she's, she's got really good feet. She's big, uh, not like as broad as Naomi, but bigger than Annika kind of in between those two, six, mm -hmm. three long arms, um, again, can hit out of the right side or the middle, uh, really high contact point. Um, I, I think she's got a really big upside and we're excited about her too. Yeah. You like that versatility and the ability to hit in the middle and the right side. Do you, do you see that in high school or does it not show up until you experiment with it in your own gym when you get them on campus? Uh, I would say probably more the latter. You know, sometimes you see kids play both positions and you're intrigued by that, but I, I don't, I, I can't say we, we gear toward that. I think, um, but once we get in the gym, we train it more like Naomi can play on the right side, but we definitely like her more in the middle. So mm -hmm. like, some kids you earmark to different places, or maybe maybe you have a kid that you thought was going to be a middle, but then eh, maybe maybe they'd be better on the out on the right side or left side for that matter. But um, no, I mean I love versatile kids, but 
I still, I'm not locked into, I, I would, I would recruit a middle that strictly as a middle, if that's the only, cause some kids really struggle to hit a high ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we just happen to have a group of middles that can adjust to a high ball pretty well. Gotcha. Uh, Megan's go Cindy, um, I, from Scott, right? So she's Scott, one of those, yeah. like you're talking about <laughs> throughout the years, if we've listened to you properly, you love to recruit winners just because when it's all coming down, when the fires as hard as it can get, you just love those intangibles because you feel like they rise to the surface as much as the talent and the skill does. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you seeing so far about what Megan adds to your team coming from a program like that? I think Megan's got a ton of potential. She's doing a lot of good things. She might be our, our most improved passer from August to now. Um, and her numbers dictate that. So that's been really exciting. And again, you know, everyone kind of comes in with different form passing and some skills were, we will do things different ways. Passing, we kind of have a way that we like to train passing. So mm-hmm. when they come in, there's a lot of breakdown. And so she, you know, we always tell them you're going to get worse before you get better. And I think she's starting on that, that better path already. So that's been kind of exciting. And I think she sees that, you know, Megan, you know, is, is geared a little bit more toward the back row, but also is training in the front row. Um, she, she's a skinny kid. So, you know, I don't know if you've seen her, but if you see her, she's skinny. And I think the weight room is going to be huge for her long-term mm. because if she can put on some bulk, that kid can see the block, maybe the best in the gym. Like, yeah. and I, I said something to her early on. I was like, man, cause even in high school, I, I didn't think she saw the block the way that she is now. And, and maybe she did. And she goes, well, I just, I know I'm not going to get a kill if I, if I just hit down, I got a tool to block. And so I love that her mind said, okay, how do I get a kill in this gym? Like maybe it's different than a high school gym, but how do I get a kill? I'm going to go off the arms. And she just created, and I think if we can add some power to that, you know, uh, that'll at least give us some depth in that position. So that's always good. But again, back row is where she's more geared. Um, and you know, she's doing a lot of great things. I really like uh, how her passing is progressing. And, and I think defensively she's good. We're going to hopefully move her to into that great category and she could be pretty good. Gotcha. And last, but certainly not least Katie Mazur uh, battling for playing time at that setter position. Um, what so far jumps out to you in terms of the things you like that, uh, that she's shown so far. You know, we hadn't seen Katie a ton and, and uh, we've been really impressed by her. You know, when you see her play, she likes tempo. Um, so she fits into our system pretty well uh, as far as a tempo. She's she's a good defensive player that will shock you. So she'll look and then, you know, she'll be in that right back spot and she just makes plays over and over. And I think the team's in it, and it's like one of those Katie, but then she's doing it repeatedly, you okay. know, like she's yeah. making those plays. So um, but again, a great addition to the program. And so, you know, that's the good thing. We've got three great setters that, you know, we'll be duking it out. And, you know, those are the fun, fun and stressful decisions that will be in front of us. Gotcha. Thanks for running down the roster. Before we go, I just, I gotta ask like your non-conference schedule. I just like, way to go. How did you get, how did you guys work out the, Hey, well, what, what if we just make like some of the really good RPI boosting Big East teams, part of our non-con since we can't go after some of these heavyweights. How did that come about? Well, Tice and I, Ryan Tice, the head coach at Marquette, yep. you know, we said whoever doesn't host conference. So Marquette got the host, which was advantageous to them, of course. Uh, we said, you know, let's, let's try to play. And um, Tice, I, I have to say Tice has been, probably even more locked into RPI matches than I have. And, you know, normally I'm like really (laughs) into that. Uh, 
so he, they said, yeah, they're willing to come. And I mean, it's a no brainer from our standpoint to get Marquette. And, you know, we just like, I think Creighton and Marquette, as much as you want to beat each other really bad, we both have great respect for each other and our programs. And I think our players do too. So that worked out great. You know, you know, South Dakota is going to be mm -hmm. good this year. So that's going to be a great RPI game. UNO is going to be really good this year. They return almost everyone, Northern Iowa. So yeah, you have been around these re these regional teams mm -hmm. are all RPI juggernauts. So is as much as people might look and say, oh, it's not the schedule that they usually have. Yeah, it is. I mean, we could go over or we could win some matches. That's we're hoping we 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 uh, lodge a couple wins uh, on the journey. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking like, I was like, they're not gonna no USC, no Kentucky. No Nebraska, like what's what's Kirsten gonna pull out of her hat to make this thing? Because I know how, like I, like you said, I know how focused you are on RPI. And then when you guys put it out, I'm like, dang, they could probably lose a bunch of those. Like she found a way to put a tough schedule. <laughs> yeah, together. there's no bad team in that lot. Yeah, I, you know, I think um, my philosophy was different this year, obviously, and it is. I mean, I think we have put ourselves in a position if we were to have a really, really good non-con, which is going to be really hard. I mean, let's mm -hmm. be honest, but if we had a really good non-con, we would be in that at large hunt, I think. Mm -hmm. But with only 48 teams this year, the fortunate thing I think is the fact that we get to have a big East tournament. So, you know, we need to qualify for that. That needs to be our number one goal mm. and then have a great weekend. I mean, that's our best path, I think, to getting into the NCAA tournament. And then this is another path by the schedule we've been fortunate enough to put together is that this is another path if we can have success over the next couple of weeks. Cool. Well, I appreciate your time. Go get some rest. Go do whatever your mind does before a match on match day. I appreciate you sitting down and running down the roster and uh, killing a half hour for, of your of your normal match day process. But um, it was a great conversation. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Good luck tonight.